I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And welcome to Dice Roll, the queerest Pathfinder podcast on the planet, where we ask the hard questions like, if a goblin isn't afraid of horses, are they considered brave or stupid by their companions? Stupid. Well, okay. We're gonna, this is going to start with a little bit of roleplay. This is not usually how a hard question goes, but a little bit of <laughs> oh, roleplay. Oh, okay. okay. I... You are all a goblin, okay? Okay. 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 And you're all sitting around a campfire. Yeah. I'm also a goblin. And I mm-hmm. say, yeah, I mean... They're just like cows, except with longer faces. They're How not do you like react? cows. They're like death machines. <laughs> no, just don't scare them. It's fine. How could you not scare them? Just don't don't run up to them and go blah, 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 blah. That's what Okay, well, you can run up to them and get kicked in your fucking face. Yeah, don't do that. That's what I'm saying. You're basically saying don't run up to them. Yes, I'm saying don't run up to them. How else do you get up to a fucking horse? Don't do it. <laughs> You get it. are all fascinating. <laughs> Holy shit, that, this goblin's got a strange oh, silky you smooth like voice. Bro. <laughs> your vo- you, you I, must I be- like your accent. Where are you from? <laughs> Wait a second. That's not a goblin. That's a long shank. That's a slur for human. That's a long shank. Oh <laughs> kill, him, kill him. Kill him. What are you doing here, long shank? I'm chilling. Kill him! Wait a second! <laughs> on, on closer inspection, it's actually the horse! No! I'll <laughs> scream it on way. Um, yeah. Great roleplay! Also, also, considering how horses can, can, like, get easily freaked out by things and kick the shit out of anything, especially if you're behind it, uh... I have I had tri- I have childhood trauma from that real real shit slash serious. I almost got kicked my face in by a horse as a yeah, kid. Yeah, because you didn't respect it. <laughs> I literally yes, I fucking did because I was walking way behind it. That motherfucker backed up because a duck was eating his food. He almost kicked me in the face and I almost died. Okay. I was following so every rule. You shouldn't be behind a horse. Playing some. You should kill yourself. Be on the sides. <laughs> Don't be. You know what? I blame you, not the horse. That horse is long dead by now. <laughs> Bruh. And I'm glad for it. How long do horses live? Too long. Uh, oh, God. One of my childhood friends had, like, a few horses. That Oh, uh, God. I should know this. <laughs> Which friend? Sean. Sean? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that about him. His parents. <laughs> and also, he also had one, but Yeah. Uh, they, live for, they live up to 30 years. I hope you guys know, by the way, that I am from, like, 
a town which is like famous for like horse racing. So um, an, a common sight when I was like going to school would be like, it'd be a foggy, foggy day. You couldn't see more than 10 feet ahead of you. And then you'd hear a and you'd look and what's that coming through the fog? But a guy on a horse taking it out on a walk like one might a dog. And you'd just be like, yep, that's normal. Godspeed to them. <laughs> and when the goblins dare ran up the horse and go, blah, 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 they would die often. Yeah. Great. I, I'm mm -hmm. sure if a horse saw a, a tiny, a tiny person mm -hmm. just running up to them in general, <laughs> not even with the screaming in the face or the noises, just running up to them in general, the horse would be like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? In fairness, I that mean, is just, how that many is kids die by horses each year? Yeah. <laughs> Let's find out. Oh, God, this oh got more of a fast. death rate. Uh, death I was almost one of those numbers. Rate. Oh, fuck. Um, Don't think horses, about too much, Ritz. <laughs> it's about it's about a hundred yeah. per year. A hundred? That's yeah. a lot. <laughs> and people go on. They bitch on and on about sharks and how they're so scary. Oh, my God. Uh. 1,000 Here I injured. am, the fucking normal person. <laughs> um, so I think any goblin not afraid of a horse is stupid. But not for any goblin-related reasons. I think you should just fear horses. I think Everyone that is what should be afraid. You should be. You know what? They're, they're gentle avatars of nature, and if they are trifled with, they will unleash That's the, the primal fury of the world upon you. <laughs> that is that is definitely a true fact. I, I feel like someone should like make that one of those really cheesy inspirational quotes that has like the really beautiful background landscape <laughs> with like the really nice script of <laughs> people should fear horses. <laughs> in fact, let's pull an achievement hunter and put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> Just Not a fucking a beautiful, <laughs> a beautiful aesthetic quote thing. With a horse in the background that says, they'll fucking kill you. <laughs> Please! <laughs> Would we like to play some Pathfinder? And Double a reminder... the picture of Derry's face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a reminder that because Otari is on the Isle of Kortos, canonically, there are very few horses on this island. Because... But never uh, zero. Ulrich has never one. Never zero. Ulrich has one. Ulrich is a, has a rare... A, a rare horse. <laughs> uh, most horses on the island are actually uh, not, like, people don't keep horses here because um, there are not many on the island due to harpies eating them and centaurs hating them, which is a weird flex in and of itself. That is fascinating. Now, they do exist, but they live a life of danger. So, <laughs> fellas, with that <laughs> this, in mind... His family just uses it to pull carriages. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but they have to be careful. That's why Ulrich learned how to use a bow, just in case. Yeah, I oh, guess that's course. fair. <laughs> <laughs> Fellas, would we like to play some Pathfinder? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, when we last left our adventures in the Abomination Vaults, the gauntlet shone its awful beam from the fog fen into the cemetery of Otari, rising the dead, which began a march to attack the village. Ulrich, Silk, and Fiore rose to the occasion and fought off these half-dead monsters, sending them back to the grave, 
only for the Gauntlet to apparate a strange underground abomination, a beast called a Scalatrax, which attempted to kill them as well. Ultimately, our heroes were successful, and when they shakily returned to the town, they were hailed by heroes, given a quest by the mayor of Otari, Mayor Memhins, to save the town and put a stop to that strange lighthouse. And in doing so, they gave themselves their adventuring party name, the Fogfen Few. And our journey has just begun. So, fellas, the next day has come. And you are all finding yourselves kind of, I think, meeting up somewhere. You guys don't have like a base of operations yet. We talked about where you might meet up. And it seems like the best place, for now at least, is the Drunken Dragon Tavern. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the tavern you guys were partying at last night before everything went awry. Which of you shows up in the Drunken uh, Dragon first? Probably Fiore. Yeah? For m- multitudes of reasons. <laughs> I, I think he's genuinely, he is genuinely really concerned. Yes, and that is definitely the the major reason, right? <laughs> yeah. So, Fiori, uh, whereabouts are you sitting in the tavern? And how are you doing? What's, like, how do you look? What are you up to? Have you got any food? Just kind of give me a rundown of how Fiore is doing. The tavern itself is not too busy right now because it is, like, you know, the morning. Yeah. Um, but there are people who have come in for their breakfast, and there are people who do, like, spe- like rest and relax here and, like, come for a chat. So there are, like, a few people around. Uh, notably, I think, uh, among the townsfolk present, uh, you probably see um, Brelda Venkervale, the dwarven woman uh, whose son went missing a while back, and uh, Keelan owned Latinar, the uh, guy who's in charge of the Yotari market, the cranky fellow who uh, always talks about his dead wife. Oh, <laughs> um, how how is Fiore doing right now? As you sit at your table, and again, where are you sitting? What's going on? Fill me in. I think he's close to the entrance, not like right next to the entrance, but close enough that um, he's easy to spot when the others get here. Not that he'd be difficult to spot anyway, but um, he's near the bar. Like, he's sitting at a table near the bar, close enough to the entrance. Okay. And how is he doing? Like, what's what's on his mind? Give me a rundown of, like, the, the Fiore mentality right now. I think slightly impatient. Not the kind where he'd be, like, annoyed and mad, but he's getting, like, antsy. I think he's getting really worried about waiting any more time than they have to already. I think, like, his leg is bouncing. Um, I think he does have food, like his breakfast, because he, he eats all three meals. Um, but he hasn't eaten much of it yet. Um, and he'd rather start doing the helping instead of discussing the helping. Like, I don't think he wants to wait. I think he's an actions type of guy. And who appears next? Silk's still doing his makeup at home. Well, Ulrich, by, by necessity, it's you. Okay. <laughs> um, Ulrich, you walk into the uh, drunken dragon. You make your way in. Uh, you see Fiore kind of sitting uh, at the table with a half-eaten and now-getting-cold sandwich. 
And as you make your way over, how is Ulrich doing? I think Ulrich got up early enough to um, get all of the necessary things done, like his morning routine and any deliveries that he needed to get done. Uh, Got up early for that. Also enough for the trek from the vineyard to the center of town. The entire time, though, I think he was only, like, partially aware of what he was doing. (laughs) (laughs) Last night kind of threw them through a loop. They got very injured, but at least saved the town's best guards. Which is saying something. Yeah. He's doing fine? Question mark? Also antsy about trying to get through all of this and get to the tower immediately. I think he also orders food and has like a basically a breakfast platter. <laughs> He's getting the big breakfast. Yeah. Oh my god. You won't regret this later. <laughs> Stop it. Um and now Silk, fashionably late, I'm sure. Um oh, of course. How are you doing as you stride into the drunken dragon? Silk is overall very intrigued by what's happening but that's covered by an even like uh, a bigger need to you know stop whatever the fuck that is from happening again um Mm -hmm. as interested in the machinations of whatever's going on he is um he's not excited about the the kind of like setting of this mystery but he is excited that there's a mystery at all Mm mm-hmm that um, really wants to study the magic of that thing. <laughs> Maybe you'll get a chance. Uh, Silk, as you see the other two uh, are talking over food that they haven't properly touched. As you sit down, smile, and uh, fellas, I leave you to it now. Well, good morning. Oh, uh, hey. Good morning. Uh, did everybody sleep okay? Nobody was too injured. Everybody's all right. Injuries aside, I slept fine, all things considered. Good. I've healed well. Yeah, I think we should figure out what we're doing next. Our investigation has to be a little bit more urgent now. Hmm. We don't have the clearest, I guess, understanding of the gauntlet just yet. But what are the chances that we could probably get that thing at least a, li- a bit more understood by Satan Height? It's preferable. I definitely think that we should talk to the Thieves Guild. Hmm. It's a place to start. Would you like a quick refresher on everything you know about the dungeon so far? Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Once upon a time, the Gauntlet was the tower of an evil sorceress by the name of Belcora, who uh, was defeated by the Rose Guard, except she did also murder one of them. You guys know that, one, there's an evil light that you cannot destroy on the at the top of the tower, okay? Yep. Mm-hmm. Two, there are mitflits on the surface, but they weren't always there. They used to live underground until they were pushed up by mushroom-eyed people. Number three, 
you know that uh, there is a potential evil apprentice to uh, this uh, Belcora uh, by the name of Voluk, who uh, apparently created the Mr. Beak uh, soul puppet thing that uh, tried to kill you, Silk. <laughs> uh-huh. Number four, there are two stairs down into the dungeons that you've found so far. One of them was uh, in the main building. One of them was in the sinkhole that was covered by rocks. Number five, I think it's five. Um, there was a part of the dungeon you did not get a chance to check out that Ulrich spotted, which had stained glass, making you think it might be some sort of church part. Mm-hmm. Number six, the Thieves Guild, uh, the Osprey Club, were present at some point there, which is not good. Interesting. So that's everything you know about the dungeon. Well, I do think before we leave, we should maybe see if we can get something out of the Thieves' Guild. They really do seem to be our best lead right now. A little bit. It's worth a shot. We could talk to them first. Best to get that out of the way while we stay in town. Saves us time. We also might find new leads that way. Wait. The mayor's daughter. She knew about the graveyard? Oh. She did. We Mm. should maybe pay a visit and ask some questions. Because... I agree. I'm at least curious. Didn't expect that when I offered a child my bow. (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, Osprey Club and... Talking to the mayor's daughter is a good idea. Let's do the unpleasant one first. Get it out of the way, yes. Yeah, okay. The sooner we do it, the sooner we don't have to. That's fair. Who says they won't be amicable? Alark can still make me a perception check. Fiore. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Fiore says. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you take a look at Fiore and you can see his face souring slightly. Yeah. Poor sweet Fiore. Um, Poor sweet Fiore. Oh, I will say, actually, before you can make uh, come to a decision, someone wanders up to you guys. And it is um, the bartender. Specifically, (laughs) the one that Fiore was having a lovely conversation with last night. Um, Hmm. He is a human man, uh, pale with kind of like uh, ruffled blonde hair. He's quite a large guy. Um, sleeves are rolled up and uh, he is wearing like these kind of small glasses and like big rosy cheeks. And he says, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Um, you two are the adventurers uh, that Sfiore was with yesterday when you saved the town, right? The same. Yes. Uh, and who might you be? And he, he like leans tur- on the table. He <laughs> grins, and before he answers, he turns to the other bartender behind the bar, who you must assume is his sister. She rolls her eyes, and he <laughs> turns back and says, "My name's Ivanwa. Um, I just wanted to say I'm a big fan of your work for saving the town yesterday. I live here, so you know, um, <laughs> would have been." <laughs> Less than ideal for business. But that we all. And I just want to say, uh, 
good luck on your your adventure um, saving town. Of course, with Fiore, you you will all do amazing, I'm sure. And he turns and smiles at you, Fiore. <laughs> His face is red, but you can't tell because he's red. <laughs> and the two of them hold that look for a moment longer than you might imagine in Silk and Elric, you two are... Hmm. Okay. I again will hold up the sock puppet monkey meme. Auric is doing that, <laughs> just staring b- between both Fiore and Silk like, they really don't. They really don't make it subtle, do they? Silk gets a smile on his face and waits for him to leave. Um, and Evanwer continues then when he looks back at you and says, I just wanted to say um, thank you for saving the town and um, on behalf of the Drunken Dragon, I'd like to offer you a 50% discount on your meals today. And as soon as he says that, a shadow looms <laughs> behind him. <laughs> <laughs> and it is an older woman, uh, her hair in a bun, uh, two beautiful uh, earrings, and uh, just the most wizened face possible. But still a wizened face that has a lot of mischief to it. And this old woman says... What? Evanwer <laughs> <laughs> can silly it. You had better not be giving away food at a discount. You know we don't do that here. Did you ask before doing that? Evanwer <laughs> shrinks and says, I assumed it would be all right. Just a, just a one. And says, you assumed wrong, my boy. And she turns and uh, looks at you, Silk and Ulrich, and says... Hang on! You two, were you with Mr. Sunchaser here, saving the town yesterday? Oh, they were. Yes. <laughs> that, that was us. Yeah. She holds out a bony hand and says, Jenny Rumwall, I'm the owner. Nice to meet y'all. Um, would either of you guys like to roll me a society check, please? Uh, yes, please. You guys are both familiar enough with uh, Miss Rumwall. She's an eccentric, um, and she's an alchemist. In fact, she has an affinity for mixing alchemical concoctions into drinks. Oh, my kind of lady. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty KK core. This is a dangerous thing. It is dangerous. There have been been explosions. (laughs) Oh, it's totally dangerous. I've seen the alchemical, like, uh, concoctions list. She would love to run this place alone, but she, obviously she's like 85, 86. She's getting on in years, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she, she nods a little bit at you guys and says, right, well, I'm not giving you a discount, but I do hope, and she turns to the twins, uh, I do hope Evanua and San did their best in feeding you well today. Did you, uh, boys? And uh, San, the girl in the back, she kind of rolls her eyes again and says, Yes, we sure did. Thank you very much, um, Jenny. We did our best as always. It's how service works. <laughs> but, yes, we did, we did well. Okay. <laughs> she can't fucking hear. <laughs> And Jenny says, you go make sure that you stop the dragon or whatever it is that's living in that tower and eating the people. 
We sure will stop that dragon, missus. We'll do everything we can. And as she's shuffling off back into the back rooms to do more alchemical experiments, you think, um, San, the other other twin, she kind of sighs. She is um, shorter, slimmer, and more tired looking than um, Evanwer. She kind of leans on her hand and says, But for real, though, thank all three of you very much for keeping us safe. Yada, yada, yada. Make sure to come back anytime you're looking for gossip, though. This old tavern is not good for much, but at the very least, you get to hear what's happening in town. Oh, count me in. Good to know. And Evanwer sheepishly smiles as, What San said, um, good luck. Bye-bye now, he says as he's taking your food away because you guys were, like, getting up to leave, you know? Mm. And you do have to pay the full price. Sorry. Silk drums his fingers against the table and looks at Fiara. Hmm? He smiles. (laughs) (laughs) Cute type you've got. What? Shut up! I see what you like. I'm not judging. Oh, my God. It's I'm just face. saying, you chose well. I am not dignifying that with a response. <laughs> you don't need to. I know it's true. No, but it's a compliment. As Ulrich is like putting down and kind of trying to calculate tip. Fiora <laughs> <laughs> looks at both of them and is like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> 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 He's like, "All right." But one way or another, the Drunken Dragon is definitely the place you guys can go when you want more rumors, which will lead to more quests. Thank you very much. That's what I'm talking about. This place will be filled with NPCs who will give you more things to do in the dungeon. So be sure to come back often. That's the only reason to come back. (laughs) That's it. Maybe the general only reason, but Fiora has more. Yeah. Is no <laughs> uh, so, what what are you guys gonna do? Where are you guys headed? Um, well, they're gonna go to the Thieves Guild first, right? Yeah, that was their. Yeah. That was what they're gonna do first to get it out of the yeah. way. So she goes forward. It looks like he doesn't want to do it. So, okay, he's dragging his feet. <laughs> so, do you guys make your way down to the Crook's Nook? Yes, we do. Yeah. Okay. So. The Crook's Nook serves several purposes in town. It's a large wooden structure, which it does function as a bridge over the river. And it's also a cheap place to lodge. And it's also a great tavern, like we mentioned before, has excellent seafood. And it's also where the scumbags and scoundrels of Atari hang out. As you guys push the doors open, they creak. And this place has more people in it than the drunken dragon at this hour and I think heads turn as you three stand in the doorway you guys know that you're here to speak to Yanya's Mera the proprietor and the person who definitely runs the thieves guild mm-hmm. but immediately these people are all giving kind of shifty looks what do you guys do uh, Fiori kind of scratches his neck uh, does it look like there's a is there like a, a- a bartender, a barkeep at the at the bar or something? Yeah, it's some like uh, dromar, uh, half orc in other words, a dromar uh, guy with like an eye patch and like a beard, and he's like washing a mug suspiciously. 
Fiore <laughs> walks up like to him and is like, I'd like to speak to Yanya's Mara. Right, the guy says. It's important. Uh, I assume so, he says. I'm not here to arrest anybody or anything like that. Oh, how merciful of you. I just, <laughs> I just need to talk to her. And as you are saying this, Fiori, you feel a hand on your shoulder <laughs> and your heart sinks because you know that clawed hand can only mean one thing. And Silk and Ulrich, you two turn and look and see a trio of figures. And they are a motley crew indeed. Uh, the first guy is a Tengu, a crow person. And he is dressed in very, like, fancy clothes, almost like a pirate. Um, and he wears, like, a little mask over his eyes, you know, like a, a, a Venetian mask that only covers, like, his mask. Is, you know, he's got a fucking massive beak. It's not covering yeah, much yeah, more yeah. than that. Then, to his left, there is a very short uh, Cambian girl. Um, she has very dirty rose skin. Like, she is covered in, like, grime and muck. You don't know the last time she baited. Um, she has a few flowers picked from weeds, like daisies and dandelions, uh, in her hair. Um, mm -hmm. I love her. And she's wearing rags and bandages, and on her shoulder is a big, fat fucking rat. Amen. <gasps> rat. 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 We are the And rats. then, right next on the other side, is indeed a shuni. <gasps> a pug person. Yes. Uh, they have black fur, big, wet eyes. They're wearing a fleece vest and... Uh, a knit cap that appears to be handmade. The Tengu, who is very obviously their leader, says, Fool that you are! For you have come back into the realm of Suko the Magpie, the greatest thief to ever have lived. Hello. <laughs> How are you? What are you doing here in my tavern? Do you own the uh, establishment? And the champion steps forward and she kind of points and says, This place is commuter type thing in it. Like we we you know, we like we like all own it, you know? This young woman who Fiore and maybe the rest of you, I don't know how much you know the thieves of this town, <laughs> you know that this is mischief. Mischief is a uh, a street druid. Oh. I love that concept so much. And Mischief is also a little shit. <laughs> she points and says, even if we didn't own this place, like, you wouldn't be like, welcome, you know? We're not here. Big old paladin. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is your lucky day. I'm not here to buy food. And then the Shuni pipes up. And the Shuni says, <clears throat> here we go. Asher Silk, tis yourself. How are you doing today, lad? I'm... Oh, hello. It's great to see you. <laughs> they look at you and they look at uh, Fiore and Ulrich and they look back at you and says, Here's me now, Tink and Silk. You had a fine head on your shoulders, but you're hanging out with that chump over here. Sure, that's the story of that. 
Ah, uh, chump is a harsh word. Uh, don't worry, they're cool. Go way out of that now, Silk. You can tell playing this day. That's a chump. This chump is right there. Oh, and he's a cute one. Oh, Arden's blessing. That was terrible, cruel of me, wasn't it? That wasn't nice at all. I'm so sorry to <laughs> turn to you, uh, Fiore. That was terribly rude of me. I hope it didn't hurt your feelings, like. Oh, you're fine. And Suko bats this Shuni, who, uh, Silk, you certainly know. <laughs> uh, this is Orna, who you can only describe as incompetent but cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Orna is very bad at being a criminal. <laughs> Gosh wow. darn it. You loved him anyway. And Orna says, oh, Sure, look, it's grand to have you here. Like, um, you know. How about uh, we establish like- some pleasantries? And Suko says, Not so fast! And they step forward. Uh, you still have come here uninvited into the crook's nook. And Mischief says, Yeah, and even though it's a public establishment, you know, like... You shouldn't come around where you're not wanted with a big a big paladin of, of Serenray, like. And Orna says, yeah. What is this saying? <laughs> oh, what in the hell Kamora is going on here? <laughs> We're not here to buy food or anything. I just need to talk to Yanyasmir. Well, you're out of luck, sun chaser. Fool that you are. You have come to the crook's nook. While Yanyizmera is out, so you must deal with I, Suko the Magpie, the greatest thief in all of Otari. Mm. And Orna, Orna says, "You, you, you tell him. You tell him, uh, Suko. Show so, his boss." So then, can you be the person to tell us where we can find her? Absolutely not, fool that you are! <sighs> I will not collaborate with allies of a paladin. He's not doing anything. Yeah, I'm just standing here. He's a paladin. And? He stands for things we thieves hate. Truth, justice, honor. And Mr. says, I mean, I, I'm i all right with those things, being <laughs> honest, but, you know. <laughs> and Orna says, I don't really know what's going on. I'm sure I'm having a good time. Like, all things considered. I think um some theatrics are being thrown around when they don't especially need to... Can it speak like adults? How old are you? Me, says Orna. I sure look you know yourself. I'm like I'm about 23 now. I'm again to be about middle age. God. You know how it is. Like, most shuni, we don't live past 50, so I'm quite happy to be the age I am at this point now. Like, not you. <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't know you're what was going okay. on. No, it's I okay. thought you were talking to me. It's all right. Because we're friends. We are friends. We're best friends. You and I are best friends. You guys don't know how the fuck Silk knows this person, but whatever. <laughs> Suko is about to launch into another terrain when a door creaks open behind the bar and a voice says is that the fog fen few and Suko turns and says it it may well be the fog fen few well someone's read the morning paper and the voice says let them in. We have some stuff to discuss, it would seem. And Suko turns and points and says, Fools that you are! You may have escaped the clutches of Suko the magpie this time, but next time you shall not be so lucky. 
Watch yourselves and hide your valuables when you sleep. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Mischief says, yeah, otherwise me and the rats will bite you. And Orna says, bye now, Silk. See you later, okay? See you later this week. Yes, bye-bye. Yes, bye-bye. Make sure to bring some snacks. Bye-bye. Oh, of course. And you guys are able to briefly reconvene uh, as you start making your way around the desk to speak with whoever is on the other side. How do you know them? What? How do you know them? Oh, <laughs> don't worry about it. Now I'm actually worried. <laughs> oh, it's nothing. Don't be a baby. Ritz, would you like them to make a perception check? Yeah, <laughs> make a perception check. <laughs> Everyone make a perception check against Silk's uh, deception DC. 17 is my deception DC. Okay. Fiore, you think they may be lovers. <laughs> which, which throws a terrible, terrible wrench in what you had assumed was happening between Ulrich and Silk. There's lots going on in that brain of his right now. <laughs> Ulrich you've picked up on some terminology mm. see you later this week bring snacks <laughs> why would Silk be meeting with a criminal on a specific day of the week and bringing snacks oh my god that's Silk's dealer <laughs> fuck that's true and real, actually. I, I, I don't care what anybody else says is canon. That is canon. Shuni, you know, are some of the best flay leaf growers in Kortos. Is that canon or? That's canon. That's, that's canon. canon. <laughs> Can I share something that's on Silk's like character sheet? His, his, his personal characterization sheet. Okay. Yeah, go on. At the end of his document, <laughs> bullet point, this dude smokes flayleaf like nobody's business. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless, you guys round the table and you make your way into the office of that strange woman. It is a desk. There's a fireplace. Lots of beautiful paintings. And sitting behind the desk is a very beautiful woman. Oh my god. <clears throat> she is uh, dark-skinned um, with long black hair. You think she might be Vudrani, which is fantasy Indian? And she has these piercing green eyes. Uh, she wears like a white dress with like a green coat over. Cool. This whole room is very green. And on her lapel is the pin of an osprey. She has, like, one of those long cigarette holders. You know, the ones from, like, the 1920s. Yeah. Uh, she kind of taps some ash off the end of it into a tray. And she leans back and says, Well, if it isn't the fog fen few. <clears throat> yes. It's good to see you, Fiore. You're looking very well. Thanks. Thank you. And Silk Witchhelm, it's nice to meet you. Hello. Trust your stay in Otari over these last few years has been well. 
to never have come into contact with me means you must have been living quite comfortably. I keep to myself, thank you. Mm. And Alric Ravera. I hear your music saved quite a few lives last night, from the town gap, no less. <clears throat> we must offer you tanks. Without them, this town would certainly fall into anarchy. Don't you agree? Something like that, I guess. Hmm. What brings you all here into my office today? I assume you saw what happened last night. Oh, how could I not? We know where it was coming from. There's... The gauntlet, yes. Yeah. We were exploring there on a job. So I've heard on that missive from Rin Svinksy, correct? Sure. Um, we saw some evidence that some of yours were there. Do you know anything about that? Or if they know anything about what's going on? Evidence? She tilts her head. It was, the, it's the, you know, the really good fish pies here. Hmm. Yes, an old family recipe. I know them, of course. What does that mean? We thought that you might know something about what's going on. Or know somebody that Fiore. might know what's going on. Uh, huh? You know me by now, don't you, Fiore? I'm not accusing you of anything. I always know what's going on. Okay. It's my job. And she kind of leans over the table a little bit and essentially kind of tap that cigarette ash onto the floor in front of the table by your feet. <laughs> Are you asking if I have sent any of my employees to the gauntlet? That is part of the question, yes. Or if somebody that has been here went. Hmm. What I can tell you is I did not send anyone to the gauntlet. However, I can confirm that four of my employees went missing several days ago. They have? They took a boat out from the harbor and they sailed west. Are you saying you found a boat of mine? Yeah, we, we did. Abandoned. And loaded with your salmon fish pies. Hmm. Well, they were researching rumors of an old cove. It is possible in their research, which I'm sure you'll find is perfectly as legal as the research you three were doing, that perhaps they found a way into the Fen through a connection to the sea. They have not reported back in several days and as any good employer would be I find myself quite worried for them nice men very invested in the town and very skilled so skilled in fact and she reaches under the desk as she sits back down and pulls out a fat fucking coin purse which she drops onto the table Oh. I will offer you 50 gold pieces if you can find them 
and bring them back to me. Whoa. Alive or dead. Ooh. I think we could manage that. I think so too. The legendary Fogfen few. What's finding a few explorers to a group of adventurers like you? Well, we'll definitely keep a lookout for them. That's good to hear. May we shake on it? Sure. And she offers a very dainty and soft hand for any of you to shake. Does Fiore feel comfortable shaking it? I mean, he's not... I, 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 he doesn't like the the group, but he's not like, I won't yeah. touch them or anything. Okay. Do you shake your hand? I mean, yeah, I think Fiore would. Okay. Fiore, you take her hand and shake it. And above your head, the text reads... Quest accepted! <laughs> the missing Teves. The boat de ruins do indeed belong to Teves working for Yanyasmara. However, she says four of her boys went missing a little while ago, and she hopes you can help find them. So, your objectives find the four Teves. Simple, right? It'll start that way, and then you'll do something <laughs> evil, and then it'll be complicated. Oh, now, what makes you say that? My Everything. my knowledge of how you GM. Regardless, she smiles and says, Pleasure doing business. And all of you, if you do well, perhaps I'll have other jobs for you all to do. Well, thank you very much for having us. There's always ways to make money with the Osprey Club. If you'll only find yourself as a member... She taps the osprey on her lapel. Mm. Well, no thank you to that. Mm. Goodbye now, Mr. Sunchaser. And Alric and Silk, have a lovely day. Thank you. You as well. And you guys pull out of there? Back into Otari? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You make your way back into the fresh air. How are you guys doing now? <laughs> Scary woman. She's something. Do you know her, Yor? Uh, it's hard not to know the leader of the... the Personally, field. I mean... I come into contact with her employees all the time. Not by choice, particularly. Okay. I'm a paladin, and I don't exactly like it when people are doing crime. I don't exactly like that there's a Thieves' Guild, period. <laughs> Understandable. She seems to just want to get under your skin, is all. I think everything in that I think everyone in that place wants to get under my skin. <laughs> yes, but her on purpose. They're all on purpose. I don't like that they're allowed to be here. The city guard let them do that. I don't think that's right. Well, tail twists. Missing thieves. I hope they're okay. I just wonder where exactly they ran off to. Perhaps they're inside the ruins. Could be, but they seemed, at least initially, pretty resourceful from the fire and the rations they planned on taking. It's just four of them. I was expecting 
two, three at max, but four, and they're all not here. For people as skilled and resourceful as they, I don't really know what they got themselves into. I don't know. It's really weird. I'm a bit nervous to find out. But she did offer the job, dead or alive, so we'll see We'll see if we'll run, run into them. Hopefully we'll be able to bring them home. If they're dead, I won't be dragging them back. That is so morbid, but that's <laughs> Not even for 50 gold? Oh, I won't be dragging them back. I think you misunderstand. <laughs> <laughs> Dice will roll. We'll return after these messages. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. We now return to Dice Will Roll. So what's the plan now? Um... That fucking kid. <laughs> yeah. Do yep. you want to make your way to the Menhim's Manor? Yeah. yeah. I think we've got a few questions for them. Okay. Well, you guys make your way up to the Menhim's Manor, which is actually sitting on a cliff um, opposite uh, the cliff with the, uh, with the church. It's on the east side of Atari, near the giant's wheel, the water wheel that helps with the lumber. <laughs> um, the Memhins family estate houses Otari's mare, Nosef, along with his wife, Emnala, their only child, Doriana, and a small army of servants. Uh, Memhins Manor is one of the oldest structures in town. Uh, the, it is a cross-shaped building and a sprawling affair that is much larger than the Memhins clan needs. Uh, the entire west wing of the manor has been closed off for two generations, while the eastern wing has been converted into a publicly accessible art gallery with paintings of Atari's history. That's cool. Which is nice. Oh. Regardless, you guys make your way over and you, uh, you know, knock on the door and a servant opens and he says, Yes? Um, hello. Is... Is Doriana here? The... Servant kind of quirks an eyebrow and says, "Uh, eh, odd request. <laughs> I just need to. S- <sighs> she said something last night that I think might help us with the, uh, you know, the undead problem that happened last night. 
Yes, I've been made aware. She said something that I think might give us a lead on how to solve this and stop the problem. Consider her a key witness. Call the premonition. Uh, yes, well, quite. Um, give me a few minutes, please. And he, he leaves. And uh, he returns soon after uh, with Mayor Memhins. And uh, Osef smiles as he sees all three of you and says, Fogfenfew, it's good to see you all again. Already getting to work on solving the town's problems, it seems. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, You're looking to speak to my daughter, I understand? Yes. Yeah. Um, she told me something after her performance linked to what happened last night. Hmm. I was wondering how she knew. Well, it's an unusual request, but I suppose you can try to talk to her, but our Doriana, she is a, shall we say, a strange child. I think it would be best if only one of you were to come in. That's fair. Um, well, Ulrich looks to Silken Fiore and says, well... Maybe I could give it a try first. Yeah, sure. Go ahead, darling. He, does, he looks away very fast at that one. Um, <laughs> and he goes, "Those clouds going, those eyes going cloudy, huh?" And a little bit. <laughs> uh, right. Um, I'll talk to her. All right. Well, this way. But I apologize in advance if she's not very talkative. <laughs> it's one thing she and I have in common. Ulrich, you are brought into this manor, and uh, it's... People live here? Question mark? <laughs> this is too big a place for people to live in. <laughs> and then you're brought into the playroom. Hey, Matt. And you find this playroom is very neat, very tidy has more toys than anyone could ever ask for. And sitting in this room, which you quickly realize is mostly untouched toys, actually, is that young lady, Doriana Memphis, who is uh, wearing a white dress, and she is brushing the hair of a dolly. And she looks up at you, and she doesn't really say anything, as Osef says, uh... I'll wait outside. Um, Alric nods in thanks, and once the door is closed, he doesn't approach automatically, but he does give like a greeting nod and, and says, Hello, Doriana. Um, I, I wanted to thank you for the tip that you gave me after your performance. Mm-hmm. May I come in? She pauses for a while and says, If you want to. I like her. <laughs> uh, he nods and approaches, um, looks around the room, gauges the situation a little bit, uh, and he says, I was wondering, how is it you knew about that, if you're okay with talking about it? 
she is very quiet and doesn't look at you for a while as she brushes the doll's hair. And she, I, don't, I honestly don't think she says anything. She just keeps brushing that dolly's hair. I think Ark nods again and instead kneels a little ways away from her, giving her some space, but smiles and kind of nods his chin towards the doll and says, What's the doll's name? Now that makes her raise her eyebrows a little bit. And she looks up at you. This is Miss Motley. She holds up Miss Motley, who is... Yeah, it's a good name for a doll. She's definitely <laughs> dressed in very strange colors. Honestly, she's the most colorful thing in this room. It's a lot of white and beige, you know? Ah, I see. The doll is... Kind of creepy, I'll be honest. <laughs> Miss Motley. Mm-hmm. Fitting name, I'd say. I enjoy the colors. She smiles a little bit. And she kind of, like, bows her head and says, She's my best friend. Mm. I can tell. You're taking very good care of her. Thank you. I try very hard. <laughs> It's definitely seen. From what you from what you know, she's like maybe nine. Like mm -hmm. she's a she's not like a baby. Yeah. But certainly she is like you are immediately telling that she maybe isn't as socialized as other kids her age, you know? Alric like same. <laughs> she looks up and says, Most grown ups don't really care about her dough. <laughs> well, from my experience, most grown ups are Worried about other things, but mm. I'm sure there are some who can learn to appreciate Miss Motley. And I know that you will, even when you're well into an adult. You're a best friend, aren't you? Yeah. She looks a little quiet for a bit and says, Thank you for helping me with the bow yesterday. I was really embarrassed that I'd messed up. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. I'm glad I I'm happy I could help. And he took very good care of it. Not a scratch or broken string in sight. Though I'd be very worried if you broke the string. It has uh, quite the arm to bring this one back. <laughs> I didn't scare you, did I? When I told you? Scare? No. Worry? A bit. That's all my dad ever does, is he worries. Mm. He knows I'm not normal. Well, honestly, I don't really think there's such a thing as normal. He's normal. Mm. Mommy's normal. But I'm not. Hey, take comfort in knowing you're not alone, though. I think Ulrich leans in a little bit and says, I'm going to show you a secret that only my parents know. Oh! <laughs> okay. And he pulls back his hood. Okay. And we're not <gasps> going to say what's under there, right? Nope. <laughs> They're what? such a good big brother type character. I'll kill myself. <laughs> um, her eyes do widen. And she says, whoa. <laughs> and he, he puts a finger to his lips and says, 
It's our secret, yeah? She puts a, a conspiratory finger to her lips and says, mm-hmm. <laughs> I won't tell anyone, I promise. Good. But you know now, don't you? Mm-hmm. You're not the only weird one. And it's not a bad thing. People may say that it's... They may say it as a derogatory or something to be ashamed of, but everyone has their little quirks, whether it be shown or hidden. And she looks at you, Alric, with those big brown eyes of hers and says, but you don't really believe that, do you? Hmm. You know it's not true. Something I like to tell myself. Something I like to tell others, definitely. And... You're not wrong. There's still part of me that thinks that what I'm saying is just a front. But that's my own hang-up. It's something that I need to work on. She hugs Miss Motley a little bit closer. But from one strange person to another, you don't have to tell me how you knew. If you're not comfortable with it, it's okay. Just know that I won't judge you for it. This will get me and my friends much closer to saving this town from whatever is in that lighthouse. How did you know about the graveyard? And she looks up at you and says, You know how when you wish on a wishing star, your dreams can come true? Yes. Ever since I was a little girl, all my dreams have always come true. And nowadays, even when I'm awake, they do as well. And she says that with these hauntingly hollow eyes as she stares into your soul. And you get the feeling that perhaps earlier was not an astute observation, but more some sort of waking dream, a vision, perhaps. He, his eyes kind of widen. And, um, but through that, he nods and says, I see. I'm sorry, but I can't imagine that's pleasant. It's okay. It's just interesting to see. Mm. If you ever want to know what's coming, maybe I can tell you. It'd be a great help. Do these dreams... Do do these dreams frighten you? She nods a little bit. Hmm. Especially lately. (sighs) Because lately all the dreams end the same way. End the same? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And she looks up at you and says, The five stars will open, and all the dead will die. Uh, Bruh. (laughs) I see. <laughs> Ulrich scared of his fucking mind. Okay. <laughs> Just listen. He's trying to be big brother. Okay. He's trying to. He's trying to hold himself together. <laughs> well, here. How about this? Just as you're helping me with figuring out what's going on, maybe. 
having someone who you can talk to about your dreams won't be such a bad thing either. And even if I'm not here, you've got Miss Motley, don't you? Yeah, Miss Motley will always take care of me. Right. Always make sure to keep her close, even if you, even when you're afraid. She hugs that doll close. Good. If you ask Dad, he'll be able to make sure you can come by more often. I will. Thank you for talking, that was nice. Grown-ups don't usually take me seriously, and when they do, they just get scared. <laughs> well, from my experience, people... Even when they don't show it, they're wary or afraid of things they don't understand. Grown-ups especially because they think that they know it all, from experience, from the lives they've lived, from the lives they've seen other adults live in their life. It's not always true, though. Can't know everything. Even the weird stuff around us. Open mind, open heart. Open mind, open heart. So... I think Ulrich with that, you pull your hood back on, you say your goodbyes to little Doriana, mm-hmm. and you make your way out, and Osif is immediately there like, goodness gracious, she talked to you for quite some time. She good kid. She does not usually, she does not usually speak that much to people. You are able to get her to open up a lot. <laughs> um, Mr. Revera, you're... You're a bard, correct? Your music helped with everyone? Uh, he immediately stiffens up a little bit and like rubs the back of his neck and says, Yeah, um... Yeah, gods told you about that, didn't they? Well, more that we could hear it from the clifftop. Oh, you could hear it. Half of Otari could. It was uh, beautiful. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> um... Glad you enjoyed it. <clears throat> Certainly, if you're able to make my daughter speak, maybe you'll be able to get her interest in something other than her doll. Um, I know you're going to be helping with the saving Otari, but if you ever have any spare time, if you wanted to do some job as a um, tutor for her music, she's never really connected with it, but I'm sure you'd be able to get her to Try something new? Hmm. I... I could certainly try. Consider it, and whenever you're coming around, you can just come in even once a week, uh, on your own schedule. Just anything to get her to have a hobby of some sort. Right. Um, I'll... I'll try to see if I can get into music a bit more. Um, so you're okay with me coming around... And Whenever you like. The prophecy. Uh, okay. Um, sounds good. Let's stick up my old loot. God. Hakamura saved me. Where did I put that? Oh. Never mind. Never mind. I'm figured out. Um, he raises an eyebrow and nods as, at, at your own pace, Mr. Ravera. Right. Right. Priorities. Um... <laughs> Do you make your way out? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, back to uh, uh, Fiore and Silk. Fiore and Silk, he was gone for about half an hour. What 
are you guys up to in the meantime? <laughs> oh, Silk's been bothering the shit out of Fiora. <laughs> He's been very politely putting up with it. <laughs> well, as you uh, see Ulrich making their way out, uh, you two stop bothering or being bothered. Uh, and you can tell that Sil- How is Ulrich looking, actually? He's actually kind of proud of himself, not gonna lie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's rare that Ulrich ever really gets to connect with someone who kind of understands him on a fundamental level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And being also being able to get a child who doesn't normally talk to adults all that much, even her own family. He's a little proud of himself. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, man, do I want a sibling? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Aww. Aww. That's so cute. <laughs> uh, as as soon as Ulrich comes out, Silk, big, a little begrudgingly, stops his little fucking prodding of Yore. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, and kind of turns, just like, learn anything new? Yes. Yes, actually. Um, What'd you find out? Dreams. Uh, Dreams? She has premonition dreams both when she daydreams and when she goes to bed oh they haven't been pleasant at all that'd be horrible for a kid it's I feel it's the reason why she doesn't open up to many people in general because if you've if you a child said that you had a dream of something that came to life and it was fairly morbid, you wouldn't be looked in the greatest of lights by people who deem themselves normal. Mm. People don't like what they don't understand. So I told her. Poor thing. But she agreed to help us, and I've also been tasked with giving her music lessons. (laughs) (laughs) Look at you. Apparently, I got her to talk a lot, and the mayor was very impressed and also wanted her to get new hobbies. So, uh, I I guess half of her time heard me playing my music? Well, it was good. Uh, <laughs> what? It was. Glad you guys enjoyed it. He's staring at the floor. <laughs> Are you shy about it? Don't. Anyway, um, she agreed to help us <laughs> in any way she can, just as long as I can see her for maybe once a week. I'm definitely fine with that. It is very useful to have a little oracle on our hands. That is true. Oh my god, do you think she's a little baby oracle? That clearly would explain a lot, actually. Would you guys like to make a society check? Or sure. I think society makes sense sure. to try to figure out what stories you might have heard similar to this. Okay. Oh, could I roll Academia Lore instead? Oh, wait, no, it doesn't matter. It's the same check. Okay. Academia. Well, Academia Lore would have a lower DC. Oh, that's true. Ooh, uh, what about Bardic Lore for me? Yeah, Bardic Here. Lore would definitely work. Yay! Bardic Lore is on any topic. Yay! Society. Society. <laughs> um, so, Fiore, you're pretty sure that that fits the bill of an oracle. But yeah. 
Silk and Ulrich, on further reflection, an oracle is more often someone who has been cursed by the gods, specifically. Like, they are basically, like, channeling divine forces. <laughs> what this sounds like to you is a psychic. Mm. A seer. Oh, someone oh. who has mental abilities that exceed that of a normal person. She has visions of the future, and she gets them in her dreams. That's pretty traditional, uh, you know, psychic seer stuff. Mm -hmm. Less divine, more occult. Okay. Huh. It means she can use uh, focus cantrips to amp up her spells instead of <laughs> instead of activating her curse. I'm so <laughs> glad. I adjust my glasses. <laughs> uh, should I say one other thing? Oh. She said that her dreams all end the same. They all end the same. Yeah. Um, the five stars will open and all the dead will die. What the hell does that mean? I have zero idea. Stupid kid. Give us more, <laughs> more direct <laughs> explanations. What? <laughs> It, in the same token, when have dreams ever made sense to us in, like, in the moment? It's true, but it's a little bit more important to understand them when they're prophetic. Prophecies are always riddles, don't you think? Mm. In any case, it's another thing that we can... It's another piece of the puzzle that we just don't know the surrounding pieces for. We'll figure it out. That's what I'm saying. This might take a bit more time than snuffing out the light. Hopefully. Well, we'll have plenty of time to figure it out if you're giving her lessons. True. Guys, how can Mora save me start to find that goddamn loot? You lost your loot? Not, not, not my, not my actual one. Um, my, my old one when I was a kid. Oh, isn't that cute? You're going to give her your old one. I mean, I don't know. Maybe her dad might buy her another one, but I really can't trust them because her entire playroom, save for the doll she was playing with, was beige and white. Oh. <laughs> she needs color in her life. That's why her doll had so many colors, it was almost clashing. It was fun. It was something a child should have. You could paint it a pretty color. That's true. What? I don't even know her favorite color is. Damn. Well, I'll figure it out. <laughs> You're like a big brother. <laughs> Quite. Am I? You're doing the exact thing that I would see like an older brother do. Huh. It's weird. I don't have any siblings. Hand-me-downs and everything. <laughs> it's very admirable. Huh. Do I want a little sibling? <laughs> weird. Okay. <laughs> I'll unpack that later. Whatever you want. So, what's the plan now, fellas? Did we want to look around? Did we want to ask around town for any more information? Uh, I don't know that we have anyone specifically that we need to ask. No, you could go back to the tavern and hang around and wait for people to show up. Or you could make your way to the dungeon. Check it out again. Why waste time? I think dungeon. All right. Okay. Are the Fogfen few going to tremble through the dungeon? 
make their way back and see what's up. The fuzz are gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so you guys begin to hike into the Gaunt Light Keep. So you guys find yourselves back outside the gate tower uh, that leads into the Gauntlet. You are able to very slowly and with great effort make <laughs> your way over the collapsed uh, bridge <laughs> and into the runes themselves. Deeper into the runes, you can see uh, a group of uh, two mythlets, not three this time, uh, playing around uh -huh. with another big maggot. I wonder what happened. <laughs> <laughs> it is exactly <laughs> you're hoping for a miracle it probably didn't happen I'm not hoping for nothing <laughs> um, we, in fact we are sure of what happens <laughs> uh, they see you and they hiss and they scamper away but they're not causing trouble for you okay. uh, there okay. are still some rooms you have yet to explore in here notably on the left side of this place uh, there are a few doors two big doors leading into two big rooms. You could certainly ask the Mitflits about what's happening in them. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you're not particularly interested, you could always uh, make your way uh, into places that you know have something interesting. Specifically, mm -hmm. that church part that uh, Ulrich had seen before is on the uh, right-hand side. Mm -hmm. You could check out the blood stain in the lighthouse again. Or you could uh, return to Apprentice Island, uh, where Tangletop the brownie uh, is laired, and uh, there seems to be maybe some interesting stuff beneath as well. And finally, you do know the directions into the dungeons deep below. You found the stairs before, if you wanted to go even deeper still. So, fellas, what do you do? You could also visit Bosgrong. That's something you're allowed to do. I don't want to visit Bosgrong. <laughs> I think that never again do I want to visit him. Well, what's the plan? I'd like to make sure we look at everything before we move past it. So uh, we don't want to accidentally miss an important clue. Exactly. How smart you are. Um, what around here do we have left to look at? I don't think we went to these rooms over here and like silk points to the left side of the map. Oh, we completely breezed past those. We were a little preoccupied. <laughs> and there was a maggot in our way. Um, Ugh. don't remind me. You can, I remind you, ask the Mithlits for aid. They will guide you wherever. Um, hmm. Oh, do you think they've seen the bandits? Good question. They might have. Uh, Fiora, you are the only one who speaks Sarkvat, I believe. No? So does Silk. Silk. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> Silk, you picked it up. Oh, you started reading through an expression book, remember? <laughs> Silk pulls out a little uh, translation book, and he's like... <clears throat> uh, in Sarkvat, of course. Um, hello? Uh, the Mitflits turn and go... Yeah. And uh, one of them points a knife at you and says, Surface dwellers! Mm -hmm, yes. Question for you. <laughs> Seen any thieves? 
He, like, flips through pages. Yes! They point at you. They point at you. And Ritz, you know what? Because you've just picked up this language, I'm going to make you speak in very short, bad sentences. Uh, that's what I'm trying to do, yeah. <laughs> and, Fiori, you can, of course, just speak as you are, because you've known this language for quite a while. He, like, crosses his arms and is like, No! Thieves! Yes, you! They point. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen any people that aren't us? <laughs> they squint and they look at each other. And one of them says, There's... <laughs> no. We've seen Boss Grom, the other one says. Well, yeah, but you always see him. Oh, they kick a pebble. <laughs> the maggot is wriggling towards one of them, uh, and it seems it's going to try to eat him. The maggot's going to try to eat you, buddy. No. no! It really is. Please look behind you. He won't. He loves me. Hmm. Uh, uh... The maggot bites him and says, oh, so playful. Okay. Um, oh, God. <laughs> you're wondering where the third one went. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're wondering. I think we know. <laughs> we know exactly where the third one went. Um, Heaven. One of one of the other midflits, he kind of scampers close and says, "What? Why have you come back to our, our castle?" Uh, um. Uh, well, we are on a quest for your boss. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Kind of squints. Um, and then he comes back and says, If you need anything from us, you must beg, but we will consider. He goes back to poking at the, the maggot with a stick. Uh. So they've not seen anyone, but they will show you around if you, if you ask nicely. Okay. It was worth a try. No one then. Um, I can assume that they're not near by then or at least hmm Ulrich, last time you saw a temple a church <clears throat> uh yes it was back towards the right in that direction he points to the uh the northeast i believe perhaps we should check that out first could you lead us uh like bats his eyelashes as uh, he kind of looks away, eyes going clouds. Um, <laughs> He's so easy. Sure. In the fucking bag. Fiora, you're witnessing this. You're going to say this about my shy, shy boy. Fiora's letting them do whatever they want. <laughs> so you guys make your way to where the church seems to be. And mm -hmm. then, uh, as you do, suddenly you hear, wait, 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 wait. Uh, yeah. And one of the midflits comes up and says, you mustn't go in there. Why not? Because without the guidance of a midflit, you shall perish. Would you like to guide us? Fuck no. Hmm. Oh. Scary. <laughs> wait, hold on. That's where we keep our prime creature. Silk flips through the book again. <laughs> Please. Okay. <laughs> Miserable creatures begging for misfit aid. <laughs> Jesus. He leads you closer to the door, and the other one with the maggot 
uh, watches from afar being like, be careful! That Stop. motherfucker's gonna be gone when we come back. <laughs> he says, watch, this is where we keep the most dangerous war beast of the Mitflits. Oh. He, he carefully opens the door. Uh, do you guys want to enter? Please don't be another maggot. Yeah. Good. Good boy. You hear him getting quieter as he walks into that dark room. Steady. Steady. <laughs> Silk, like, steps behind the others and, like, peeks. Steady. You hear a hissing from inside. Oh, shit. Look in. Tell me what it is. Yeah. Uh, Silk, you two poke oh. your head. All three of you poke your head in through uh. the door. And you see this mifflet standing in front of a scorpion the size of a cow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The ceiling of this room has fallen in two places. A smaller collapse destroyed a flight of stairs that once led out to a now-ruined upper floor. A larger collapse mostly buries the southern double door, leaving a hole in the roof partially blocked with several skull, uh, crossed timbers. A second double door to the north has a stone face carved with skulls caked with tangles of moss. So, you are now witnessing this midflit trying to talk down a giant scorpion. Uh-huh. <laughs> And the, mit- the scorpion hisses and kind of like angles its tail, and the mithlid is like, no, no. <laughs> and it is going to make a diplomacy check on the scorpion using its vermin empathy. I see. <laughs> oh my Most God. arthropods have a starting attitude of indifference to mithlids, so it's going to request that it doesn't kill you. And oh my god. Diplomacy is a plus seven against arthropods. It's a plus one against everything else. And it rolled a 20. And you know what? Huh. That does do it. Thank god. That does do it. Okay. You have successfully avoided one of the most difficult flights on this floor. Oh, great. Awesome. And the scorpion hisses and, like, its tail twitches, but it doesn't approach. And the mithlet turns and says, Now prostrate yourselves before the might of the mad little mithlets! No. Ah, <laughs> uh, thanks for the help. <laughs> Go in deeper. We do not know what goat lives ahead. We'll handle it. Okay. Uh, do you guys want to go up to these double doors, which I remind you, are car- they're made of stone, and they're carved to look like skulls caked in moss. Mm. Weird. Skulls. Interesting. I don't like that in the Pathfinder religious uh, context, but sure. It's never a good sign. It's really never a good sign ever. Seems pleasant. <laughs> I can think of two motherfuckers. <laughs> Who wants to open the door, not it? I got it. Thank you. Uh, I think Fiore uh, has his... He's got his uh, his uh, scimitar out, just in case. And I think mm-hmm. he opens the door. Well, in you go. Huh. And... Whoa. Uh... Immediately, what you guys are faced with is something else entirely. It is... Quite the unusual sight. The air in this large chapel feels 
colder and damper than it does elsewhere in the rooms. Condensed beads on the walls run in rivulets across the countless skulls carved into the stone. A mouldering human corpse lies slumped against the wall, his hands wedged into a crack as if he died trying to pry a brick loose. Three short flights of stairs lead upwards to a wider chamber to the north, where a semicircular dais supports an altar of white stone. Beyond the altar loom four stained glass windows, each twenty feet tall, depicting four haunting scenes of ghosts rising from an overgrown graveyard towards a colossal hand. Ah. Whoa. Okay. This is weird. Yes. Very. Now, who is that? Would you all like to make a religion check? Yes. Yes, please. Yeah. So, you all agree on something. And that agreement is you don't really know what the hell is going on. <laughs> um, this is not a deity any of you are familiar with. Ulrich, you think maybe it might be some shape or form of Ergotoa, the goddess of the undead, the first living soul to ever shake her fist at the god of the dead, Phrasma, and say, no, I refuse to go out into annihilation. I will live forever at any cost. But, Fiore, you don't get that impression at all? You don't understand what the implication is with all the moss growing off these skulls. Maybe it's a druidic thing? Mm-hmm. That would answer... Maybe it's some sort of cult of death worshippers. Silk? You take a good long look at it. And I think what you realize is... You don't know what this thing is. But God, you feel like there's something immense, impossibly large, peering through those stained glass windows directly at you from the other side. It's impossible, of course. Isn't it? <laughs> it should be. So why are your hair standing on end? Detect magic. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a detect magic? Detect magic? Yeah. Uh, so tell me how detect magic works. Detects magic. Click it for me, Click boy. Click it for me, boy. <laughs> boy. Boy. Click it. Send out a pulse that uh, registers the presence of magic. No information beyond the presence or absence of magic. Uh, and you choose to ignore magic if, uh, you're fully aware of. Blah, 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 okay. blah. Oh, it is a 30-foot emanation, though. Uh, so he maybe does inch a little bit closer. To the shrine? Are you sure? No, not anymore. <laughs> well, you might be missing out on important information. <laughs> Silk, like, gets a look on his face, and he, like, um... He puts a hand on both Ulrich and Fiore, and, like, 
sort of inches towards it as if he's like scared to go alone. Are you, are you okay? I just need to get closer. Okay. And um, let's get a bit closer. He says, sweating. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he's within 30 feet of the altar, he casts Detect Magic again. Okay. So you clasp your hands together. And how does this look, Silk? It's like when you drop water into a pond. Uh, and the ripples are kind of golden. Interesting. They ripple through this room. Now, interestingly enough, uh, this does ping something behind you. Oh. Specifically, the thief's remains. Something magic might be going on over there. Interesting. Uh, the shrine itself pings something within the shrine. There might be some treasure. But you'd have to get closer to check out for sure. Mm. There's some kind of item in that altar, and he, he, he turns around, uh, like, kind of holds his hat steady, uh, and he's like, but there's something in there. And he kind of points towards the dead fucking body behind them. Oh, shit. He's got something magical on him. Okay. Uh, investigate one thing first and then the other? Yes. Or both at the same- or both at the same time. I'm not going up there alone. Of course not. Fair enough. I- I wouldn't want to do that either. Let's- let's go to the body first. Are you sure? Not anymore! <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you can't be doing this. Easily, I can. It's actually so easy. Bro. Fuck you. Fun too. Petition for our DM to fucking behave. <laughs> Petition denied. As all petitions are. <laughs> Damn. Hunt. Do you make your way closer to the shrine with that awful hand behind it? No. We check the body first. God, we gotta end the episode on a, on a cliffhanger, guys. Come on. Come on. <laughs> make your way closer. Make me a little closer. Sure. Make me a little closer. This <laughs> is scary. Stop it. As you all stand in front of this shrine, preparing to check what's happening, I want everyone to make me a perception check. Okay. Bro. Alright. Alric, you're a. You hear it before Silk does. Uh-huh. The sounds of bones rattling. Pulling themselves up from the ground behind you. You didn't even notice them around the corner as you make your way in. Are two skeletons dressed in the robes of cultists. Which is strange because, Silk, you didn't detect any necromancy magic. So how are they doing that, you must wonder. And as they get up and they start to rattle closer towards you, you see that they are glowing from the inside with some strange supernatural light that almost seems to be guiding them along as they puppet towards you, raising their hands, preparing to choke the life out of you. 
This episode of Dice Will Roll would not have been possible without the support of our patrons. A Potato, Derpy Gamer, Quinlan Boss, Princess Alavi, Emily is Gay, Dexton, Meowmai, Abigail Wallet, Knight the Werewolf Teacher, Ashley, Actually a Bot, Violet, Seraphine, Kyle Damon, Solgris Lobo, Phoebe Jeebies, Daisy Gilliam, Lux Rexus, Baron Stormcrow, Sam Stryker, Tony Saunders, Mita, Arave, Belmonts, Pause for Effect, Ferric Falcon, Luis Loza, Ares, Alexander Criswell, Meg Cohen, Skyly, Generally Tricked, Transgirl Trish, Ball Punion, John the Catman Extraordinaire, Machiwizen Krasnovich, Tillon Shark, Glitch HD, Jace Snooks, John Love, G Barbera, Luke, Clown, Sarah B, Seth, Kira, Lichlope, Gizmo, Cass, Fable McElduff, Ava, Remti Bright, Lonesome Chunk, Steph, Sean C, Natasha Lumley, Rhiannon C, Ellie, Jenna Mitchell, Kane Kendrick, Sky Evangeline, Triceratops, Anne Maria, Jordan, Emma Laderna, John DeBocorder, SS66 Seeker, and Dame Valerie the Third. And a huge thank to the following patrons who submitted NPC cameos for this episode Anna Maria with Suko the Magpie, Rag with San the Barmaid, Marshall with Orna the Shuni Teeth, and Miamai with Mischief the Cambian Street Druid. If you'd like to see what you can get for helping us keep it rolling, check out patreon.com slash dice roll today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 